It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. That's in their free mobile app or at FetchMeDelivery.com. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Fun show lined up today, brother. Oh, yeah. We'll be joined by Josh Booty. He's one awesome name, two awesome guest, and he'll be joining us in just a moment. He is a part of the Believe Podcast Network, which is a similar one that Jason Campbell is on for Auburn. We talked about that podcast with Jason Campbell a, a few weeks ago, but yeah, looking forward to, to hearing what he has to say. Obviously, Michael, a, a top 10 matchup. I mean, you don't really have to build it up a whole lot, but I mean, for, for Auburn, Bo Nix was asked this, is it a must win? He says it's a, it was a big game. He wouldn't say it's a must win, but I think it is a must win for Auburn. Every game's a must win. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're now joined on the show by former LSU quarterback Josh Booty. Josh, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, man. I appreciate you guys having me on your show. Of course. Thank you for being flexible. I had some stuff come up yesterday, so thank you for uh, for finding some time this morning to chat. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, obviously a, a huge matchup this Saturday. And, I mean, we've heard this before, right? Auburn, LSU, and Baton Rouge, uh, ranked opponents. I mean, what's it going to be like uh, in Death Valley? Oh, you know, it's going to be a – uh, a great atmosphere of course uh we come into the game undefeated and and looking forward to these games you know you, you before the season you you circle the big ones and of course uh florida uh, at home two weeks ago and then auburn at home on saturday were the two biggest games probably circled on the uh, on the season uh i know we get a and m late in the season but these are the two that really really matter before you know we have to go to alabama in two weeks so i you know i'm just everybody's super excited you know lsu's playing a, a different uh a different style of football this year and it's got the fans excited uh of course with the spread offense and what with what joe burrow's doing and putting up all the the numbers and yards and i'm sure we'll talk about that but uh everybody's just super excited about the opportunity to you know to host auburn uh this year i know we won last year at auburn and and usually the home team, you know, wins in this rivalry, and it is a great rivalry game. So this this will be a lot of fun. And Josh, I mean, you know, obviously it's tough to win games as the visiting team when you go play LSU. The uh, a big storyline going into this from an Auburn perspective is Bo Nix, the freshman quarterback for Auburn. He, he did not look good when he played in the swamp a few weeks ago. I mean, uh, it was very clear that the volume there affected him and affected Auburn's ability to communicate. I mean, that's just going to get tougher uh, this this Saturday. I mean, what's the answer for that? Yeah, you know, as a as a young quarterback, I mean, you're going up against, you know, your back's kind of against the wall because you're so young. It's a good thing that you know that, that Auburn had a lot of returning starters on offense to kind of to put around him. And I know Malzahn felt very comfortable throwing him out there in the first game against Oregon, which was a was an awesome environment. But it's not a road game. That was a 
neutral site game. And then, you know, you go to the swamp and you have some problems and they got a really good defense and, and uh, they can rush the passer. You know, it, it, it's not easy when, when you're in an environment like that. And then this week, you know, I, I played that position, man, and I played in the swamp and it is difficult. And, and the swamp was ro- rocking back when, when I played in, in 2000 or in the late nineties and 2000. And then, you know, LSU is going to be as loud as any place he's ever played. And I promise you, he'll feel that, you know, and feel that, that energy in the stadium. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to kind of just get through some of the situations. You don't want to be in third and long all night. I promise you that. So, It'll come down to running the football and how well they're doing offensively to take some of that pressure off him. As long as he's not in third and long, then then he'll be able to manage it. Uh, But if he's in third and long all day, man, it's going to be real tough because it is really loud. It's hard to hear. And then you got to go with different cadence. You know, you've got to go with the silent cadence, and then everybody has to really watch the football. And and sometimes you get off the ball a little slow when you have to go on silent count. So there's, there's a reason why, you know, Vegas gives the advantage to the home team, you know, three-point advantage to the home team. I think there's probably not a much better home field advantage in all of college football than LSU when LSU's winning. So this will be a fun environment for for Bo to try to play in, and he's a competitive guy, and it'll be fun to watch. If I'm not mistaken, you also played in this game as a freshman, (laughs) also also in LSU, the last time that Auburn <laughs> won in Death yeah. Valley, four months before Bo Nix was born. <laughs> Don't date me like that. You know, we <laughs> in '99 we didn't we didn't have a very good football team. I think we ran for about 39 yards average uh, per game in the SEC, which was the worst at LSU by far. I think we averaged 39 yards rushing a game in the in the conference that year, which was just awful. And then. You know, Donardo was there and got fired, and, and not a lot of people know this, but the president of the NCAA right now, Mark Emmert, was the chancellor at LSU in 99 and 2000, and he's the one that went and hired Nick Saban uh, to come to LSU. We thought we were going to get Tommy Tuberville, who was, you know, an Auburn guy, and uh, at the time, Saban, you know, came in in 2000 and kind of changed the way we did things. We worked harder. We worked smarter. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to turn the tide a little bit. But, but um, you know, that game was a tough one for me because Auburn was very good. And we weren't very good that first year. And, and uh, it was an uphill battle week in, week out for, for me. I know that. I can remember some of those those things. But it, but in 2000, we came to y'all's place with Jimbo and Saban. And it was uh, one of the first games of the season that year. I think we were 2-0, and and it was our first conference game. And y'all beat us in 2000 at your place. So y'all had – you know, at that point, y'all had some uh, y'all had some better football teams than we did. Josh, you mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation about how Joe Burrow is slinging the rock all over the mm-hmm. place. How's he doing that? I mean, because that is so unlike LSU offenses of of the past several years. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's a it's a culmination of things. It's you know, we had four or five returning offensive linemen, which is always key. We've got four or five receivers. Uh, with experience, uh, which is also key, and, and a real playmaker, some guys that can, can that will play on Sunday. I mean, we've got a, a bevy of receivers, and I think we're you know first or second uh, best receiving group in all of college football. I know Alabama is stacked as well, and we've got some guys that that uh, are, are playmakers and difference makers once they get the ball in their hands. I mean, 
you know, and then and then we we added a passing game coordinator, a guy named Joe Brady, who was a an assistant uh, to Sean Payton down in New Orleans with the Saints, and of course they run the spread and Breeze throws the chunk uh, the heck out of it. So, uh, you know, that was a huge addition for him to come in this off season and help our offensive coordinator. Steve Insmere kind of come to date, you know, with the, with the spread offense and the RPO stuff. And and lastly, you know, Burrow ran this RPO spread offense for his dad in high school. He ran it, of course, at Ohio State before he transferred. He spent three years as a backup under Urban Meyer at Ohio State. And when you think about that, he was, you know, when you're the backup uh, of, a, of a football team, you go against the ones, right? And so he went up against the ones every day in practice for three years at Ohio State. And Ohio State's no slouch on defense. And and uh, so, you know, he probably learned a lot. And then last year he played in the SEC. And, of course, we ran a different style of offense. But he, he got to play against the competition that he's going to be facing this year. And he got a, a year of experience under his belt. He's a fifth-year guy. You guys are playing with a 19-year-old. We're playing with a fifth-year guy. There's a lot of difference there. So, you know, I think that's kind of the, the culmination of it all is he's got a great line, he's got great receivers, he's got a good play caller uh, now with the spread offense. We can run the football effectively, so that takes a little pressure off of him. We get the ball out of his hands, too, a lot, and he hadn't had to take a bunch of sacks, but this week's going to be big because your defensive line is so darn good. And as long as we're talking about Joe Burrow, we got to talk about uh, the play on Saturday where uh, he uh, – <laughs> Uh, another booty the made an appearance moon. at quarterback for <laughs> yeah, for LSU. I was yeah, a little impressed know. by the awareness there, middle of the play to uh, to grab his pants and take the sack. <laughs> he didn't want it to go any further than that. I can promise you <laughs> that it. Yeah, that was a funny play in the game. Of course, it wasn't. The game wasn't too close at that that point in the contest, and so it was kind of funny. And he got right back in the saddle and. And was able to, uh, I think, complete the next throw on the next play. So, you know, he's just a, he's just an experience. He's heady. He's competitive. Is is all get out. I mean, he's the kind of guy you want on your team. And of course, he's throwing up unbelievable numbers with the. He's getting the ball to the right guy, and that's been the real difference for him. But yeah, that was a that was a funny play. You know, I was I was my dad actually played in Mississippi State. So last week was a big game for 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 me and my family because. Uh, I was born in Starkville, so every time LSU plays against Mississippi State, it's a fun week for me. But that was a fun that was that was funny to watch because I know no one wants their no one wants to show their their uh, their ASS on national TV. <laughs> Josh, you, you mentioned and kind of alluded to Auburn having a very good defensive line. Do, do you think that's kind of the matchup to watch on Saturday if Auburn can get pressure oh, yeah. on Joe Burrow, they they can keep it close. Yeah, I don't think anybody's been able to really beat us up front one on one. You know, we we run that spread, so we're in a lot of five man protections uh, with five wide receivers. You know, uh, running routes and doing different things. So, I mean, I, I, I like that we do get the ball out of his hands a lot. You know, uh, early and often, and a lot of throws, and it gets him a high. You know, he's got a high. I think the highest completion percentage in, in college football, but. You know, I think so. That'll take a little of the pressure off. And then that RPO, the way that offense is is cre- you know was created, was to take pressure off the quarterback and kind of eliminate some of the rush. And so that's that's a key to this deal too. I mean, all the best teams in college football, in my opinion, run this offense because of this. You know, to 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 take pressure off the quarterback and 
for him not to be just sitting back there in the, in the same spot every time and be a sitting duck. So, you know, that's a big part of, of, of the game plan and, and, and what you'll see. But I, I do think the matchups will come down. This game's going to come down to how well you guys can, can you know, handle our, our front five with your front four. And you've been able to do an unbelievable job up to date. And I know Orgeron is super concerned about it because he recruited a lot of those guys. And he said they're animals. And if you watch them on TV, uh, you can tell how big a difference makers they are. It's the best defensive line we'll probably face all year, and that includes Bama and A&M and everybody. So, you know, this is a true test for our offensive line. We don't have any big-time first-round guys on the offensive front, but we got a bunch of steady scrappers. And so this is a huge test for them. And then, Josh, I mean, LSU's offense is, is, is looks different, but their defense looks different than it typically does. I mean, mm-hmm. LSU's defense kind of giving up more yards per game than it typically does. What's mm-hmm. the reasoning behind that? Is it, is it a talent thing? Is it a personnel thing? Is it scheme? I mean, wh- what is it? Uh, two, two things, in my opinion. I think it, we lost some key players last year. We lost our middle linebacker, Devin White, who was a top-five pick to Tampa. And, uh, you know, he led the he led the nation in tackles, I think, and led the SEC in tackles and maybe the career leader in tackles in the SEC. I mean, this guy was all over the yard. I mean, he would he can run sideline to sideline. He's a speed guy. He anticipated. He had so much experience. And then when you put a you put a, a, a new back, you know, a new a new linebacker group in there with a new middle linebacker, they don't react to the ball quite as fast. And so they're getting better and better every week, but it's a lack of experience to this point. And now they're, they're tough competitors. They're just, they're not as good and explosive as fast as, I mean, he could read a screen and he could get to it in a, in a millisecond. Now, you know, they're, it seems like they, they, they're waiting to kind of see what happens and then they react. So they're getting better and better with experience. But I think that's one, one of the things was we lost Devin White, who's one of the best players that have played at LSU in a long time. And then, uh, you know, just we score real fast. Our defense has got to go back on the field. I mean, against Vanderbilt, we gave up a bunch of yards and, and points, and Bandy's not in a high-octane offense, but we scored seven times inside of two minutes and 11 seconds in that game. So you run your defense back out there quick, and they're not really used to that. So, you know, it's 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 kind of bend, don't break. We've got, we've got an awesome uh, secondary. Uh, we think one of the best secondaries in the country with Fulton and Stingley, the freshman, uh, uh, you know, preseason All-American, and then uh, uh, Del Pitt, the safety. I mean, we've got great players. We're rotating eight on the defensive line. Uh, three of them are superstars that are just now kind of getting healthy, Logan Lawrence and Chase on. So you'll see a better defensive front, I think, than, than uh, what you've seen the first seven games out of LSU just because of health. Josh, I know you got a podcast going on. Tell us about that and where people can find it. Yeah, it's uh, at Believe Podcast Network. So it's at B-L-E-A-V. It's a new podcast network out of L.A. Uh, I host uh, the LSU podcast. I know at Auburn, Jason Campbell, yeah. he hosts uh, the Believe podcast. So, you know, doing similar things for the, for, our, for our respective schools and and covering the you know the SEC and the national landscape when when you cover Auburn or Alabama or or you know LSU or Florida or Georgia you cover you know the entire landscape because the, all these teams are top ten teams so it's fun to cover college football but if you get a chance check it out the LSU podcast on the Believe Podcast Network B L E A V Josh thanks for your time this morning man appreciate it thanks guys I appreciate you guys having me y'all have a wonderful week you do the same brother.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Good stuff from Josh. That was a fun one. Um, all right, I got a few questions. Colonel Steve tweeted us twice, so. You want to read them real quick? Are they worth reading? Um, they're always worth re- reading if they're from Colonel Steve. That's what I'm saying. One of them was, I, I the think. The first one he tweeted, I think, was just good timing on his part. I don't think he had listened to the show yet. No, I I do. It's it's a tweet of the show. It says another superb podcast. And then well, he says the he morning, agrees right? with me. Okay. Yeah, and then there's another one this morning. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, from two hours ago. He said, who has been the most disappointing thus far, or who do we need to pick it up as we finish our season? Co, D. Thomas, Kim and or Horton? Others? Booby Whitlow. What's your answer to that? <laughs> you think he's been the most disappointing just because he's injured? Or just like you actually think he's been the most disappointing? If he was healthy, that would still be my answer. Why? I just I still don't see it, man. I just don't see it with him. We've talked about this a million times. I okay. I, I just I think he's played pretty well this year. Um, I, I think he's fine. I don't think he's good. And I think he's like being projected to be good slash great, and he's not that. I mean, if he was healthy the whole year, he would have run for a thousand yards. We'll never know. Yeah. Um Someone, I think, has got to pick it up. I mean, interior offensive line, for sure. I think that's gotten better over the years. I do, though. too. I, I think I'm going to go with whoever's playing running back now that Booby is injured. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Because, that, I mean, that's really who we're going to need to pick it up and step it up. What about Sal Canella? This whole time, I've been trying to figure out who D. Thomas is. The safety. Daniel Thomas. I'm back. <laughs> you couldn't remember names at all yesterday. I know, man. I don't know why. Samarius <laughs> Thomas. He, uh, yeah, no, yeah. that was obviously my first thought. But sure. I was like, he's not on Auburn's team. Well, thank you, Colonel Steve, for, uh, for accepting us and uh, keeping us around. We love you. You can email the show, lockedonauburn at gmail.com. Jackson says, I know Gatewood got limited snaps, but where y'all, but were y'all a little underwhelmed by his runs in the first half? For some reason, he comes off a little soft for such a big guy. Do you think that we will see him at all in the LSU game? I don't think anything, any of it's softness. I think they do not respect the pass when he is in there because you haven't called a pass play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they, when, when, it, when it's third and short or fourth and short, I mean, they're going to they're gonna get guys in the backfield. Yeah, I think they've called – I mean, he's thrown two touchdowns. I think they've called two pass plays. But Maybe they've three. been w- – with the exception – I know one of them. You're right, like the one to JJ Wilson, but the, and well, the one with JJ Wilson, like it was a backups thing, so he was running the offense. Yeah, the, the, one, the other one was a trick play, but you're right. No, the other one, okay, whatever. Um, the one to Shanker, yeah, where he rolled left, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, either way, even if it's one or zero, I don't think that matters very much. I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I didn't mean he's literally never passed it, but uh, if we were playing that game, that's fine. We can do that. We can set the tone for that uh, if you want. I, I agree, and some of it might 
I don't know if softness is the right word, but I could see him being a little timid. I doubt those are plays that they've like repped a whole bunch of times. And like you said, the guys are in the backfield on every single one. Um, I also think he's trying to find a hole to run through. So he takes the snap and he'll kind of wait a second to see, to try to find the hole. And when the holes don't open up because everyone in the world knows you're running on third and fourth and one, it's going to be tough. Ashton emails the show once again, locked on Auburn at gmail.com. LSU is one of the few teams that wears white at home. This gives the visiting team the option of playing in their home or away uniforms. LSU has actually had a few games where they wore purple at home and had a hard time with some less schools. May that maybe that could help Auburn break the curse. First time playing LSU in our whites. I don't think that's the issue. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I, 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 I really don't have an opinion on that. We could. Uh, I don't think. The I other, like. I think Auburn's white jerseys look better. Just a point of. Just, just. I don't think the away team has an option. Like LSU wears white at home, so I think the away team has to wear their colored uniform. Like, I don't think they could wear white, right? Ashton included a link to an SB Nation article. And I think Ashton's right. I think that if I think it, since it's an NCAA rule, I think Auburn could say, "Hey, you have to wear purple." Huh. I just think most teams are like, okay, whatever, and so they just kind of wear their home jerseys. But I do think it looks like they have the option based on just looking at this SB Nation article. So the away team gets to dictate the uniforms. I think in LSU's case, because they're the exception. Interesting. I like the white uniforms, though. So, LSU's whites or Auburn's whites? I mean, really both, both but yeah. I'm talking about Auburn's whites. I think white uniforms look better, generally. I agree. Look cleaner. I agree. And when they get dirty, they look cooler. <laughs> it's true. It's like, I'm doing something. Danny emails the show. Guys, thanks for the clarification on Joiner. I won't mess with y'all about Florida either. Laughing, crying emoji face. Love it. What about Mark Anthony Richards? Is he out? this year with yeah. surgery. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him this year. Uh, originally, when Booby went down, I, I kind of thought the same thing. That was a name. I mean, obviously, everyone that we heard from when he committed, everyone was really, really excited about it. There's a lot of hype about him. But with DJ Williams' like, mini emergence right now, uh, I think it's maybe not set in stone, but it would have to be a real emergency for us to see Mark Anthony Richards this year. Colin emails the show. He wants more Jay Ferg. We can make that happen. That's easy. If you want more Jay Ferg, you could also go listen to him on the lunch break. Every single day he's there, mm -hmm. except for some Tuesdays and Fridays. But he's every, there. Well, every Tuesday during football season, Fridays before away games, he's not there. But I'm there, so you should still listen. All right, and then our, our final question will wrap up the show today. This, uh, this question from Brett. Hey, guys, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it, Brett. Obviously, the play of Auburn's offense in this game is a big factor. However, I am interested in the Auburn defense versus the LSU offense. I believe this is the number one offense in the SEC versus the number one defense in the SEC overall. I'm cool with that. It's the best defense LSU has faced and the best offense Auburn has faced. I'm hopeful and somewhat confident that our front seven, specifically our D-line, can get pressure on Joe Burrow unlike any team that he's faced so far. 
If you had to predict right now, how many passing yards, rushing yards, and points do you think LSU will put up against Auburn's defense? I think Joe Burrow gets more than 200 passing. I think they rush. I think Auburn holds them to under 100 rushing yards. And I'm going to say LSU scores 28 points. I was going to say like 324, something like 68. Somewhere between 68 and 83 rushing yards. Yeah, we're, we're close on the rushing. I agree with you there. And you think Joe Burrow's going to throw for 300? I think they're going to abandon the run. And we're going to see a lot of like dinking and dunking down the field. Yeah. Similar, that, that to, totally similar to what we see kind of from the Patriots, although they run the ball more. Yeah, I'm thinking the 250-ish range for Burrow. But uh, and and I it don't think seems, it seems like every time Auburn plays LSU and they lose, LSU does something on special teams. Oh yeah, it just seems like there's always one play for LSU: a, a good kick return or punt return okay. or, or something. I'm like glad that. you brought that up. Okay, this is I was going to say something yesterday and it didn't really f- kind of fit with the show, but you know how there are just guys that you like, you just don't <laughs> like, whether it's like you no reason or like you don't like Salcanella. I don't dislike Sal Canella. He's okay. just not good. Or because you, like, someone, like, wronged your team or something like that. Sure. So two years ago in LSU, the one time I've been to Baton Rouge, I'm sitting up in the student section. Everyone's feeling great. We're up by 20. Or Auburn's up by 20. 17. Whatever. Yeah. And the... The student section's chanting, we want Troy, because it was the season that Troy had gone into LSU and beaten LSU. Uh-huh. And then freaking DJ Shark, or Chark or whatever. Chark, re- yeah. Re- returns Jags a, now, yeah. Returns a punt for a touchdown, catches a long touchdown, and just, I, I hate that guy now. <laughs> so every time Gardner Minshew throws a, yeah. a touchdown pass, because DJ Chark is coming into his own this year, too. In the end of, yeah, so yeah. like... And like on Sundays, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the Red Zone Chandler, and it's like, oh, DJ Chark. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> you feel uh, better now? You no, feel any better? <laughs> no? All right. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, find me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato, and you can listen to me on the lunch break Tuesdays and Fridays before away games. How many points does LSU score to, to wrap up this question from Brett? I said 28. I think it's going to be a funky number like... 18 or 22 or something like that. Something that's like three field goals and two touchdowns or something along those lines. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. You can also email the show, LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.